Hi, this is James Coates, and you're listening to the Northwest Convergence Zone. Zone, zone. Hi, this is Ryan. And this is Brandon from the band Solar. And you're listening to the Northwest Convergence Zone. Coming to you from the heart of the Pacific Northwest, with mouths as big as the Columbia River, egos as tall as Mount Rainier, smooth as the drive from Vancouver, B.C. to Portland, Oregon, it's the Northwest Convergence Zone. Welcome, everybody, to the Northwest Convergence Zone show. Big D here with you, as I am each and every week. Those are our buddies, the legend of Bigfoot right there. A lot of people have emailed me and asked me, what's the music you guys are playing at the top? And that is the legend of Bigfoot from right here in Tacoma. And um, Double D, how you doing, man? Doing great. And I want to say hi to Squeeze and The Saint and Wonder Boy. Everybody's here this week. Thanks for coming in, guys, and uh, making us sound better than we deserve. But I want to introduce you to our co-host for the next two weeks and, you know, who knows, maybe beyond. My man, he is the drummer of one of the, if not the hardest working bands right here in the South Sound, the Big Wheel Stunt Show, a favorite of ours, Justin Gimsey, the Gimmer. Welcome, Justin. It's damn good to be here, my friend. <laughs> nice to have you along. And uh, you've been on the podcast with your band a few times. Now you're part of the podcast. How does that feel? It's like I've been put into some sort of computer or robot, and I'm no longer myself. Uh, and that's really we good are, to be here. Yeah, it's it's weird how they like dangle the strings and make you move and stuff. Yeah, but I really am a puppet. That's very cool. Hey, you know, today, the, as we record this, it's Sunday. This is the 70th, 70th anniversary of our famous Galloping Gertie here in town going down. Yes. Do you, uh, do you guys, do you, did you ever, when you were in high school, did they ever show you that old black and white flickering, uh, you know, tape of the, the old man and the dog coming off the bridge? I was born and raised in this town. I saw this stuff when I was a kid, man. <laughs> and for you young folks out there, Galloping Gertie was the original Narrows Bridge yes. in Tacoma. Yeah, I went down and uh, that is some wicked footage. I, YouTube it. It's amazing. I mean, that would have been a trip to watch. And for a long time after I saw that, every time I crossed the Narrows Bridge, I got nervous. Yep. You, Double D? No, I really never got nervous, but I really loved the video. I love watching it fall down. Have that you guys ever just... walked across the Narrows Bridge? Oh, yeah, many, many times. That is a That can I've... be a wicked, wicked walk if it's really, really windy through there. The wildest one I did, I did it when there was... 80 mile an hour gusts oh. and i walked out on it when i got halfway across they closed all traffic so i was the only one on the bridge <laughs> i was hanging was on there a the, video of you running off the bridge i was hanging onto the bar under the handrail but that's only a half story the reason they closed the bridge is because his ass was out there on the bridge crazy man he's gonna jump exactly. he's gonna jump <laughs> well it's good to have you along justin and uh, it's been a busy week for all of us i know you guys had some some gigs going on. What was going on in the Big Wheel uh, house? Well, uh, Thursday night, we played our last Tacoma show of the year at Hell's Kitchen with uh, Missionary Position and some friends of ours from Boise called Revolt Revolt. And then we played our last Seattle show Friday night up in Ballard at the 2-Bit and uh, wrapped up our last Bremerton show of the year last night at the Winterland. But so, no, this is of the year, not... Of the year. Do we're, you guys are going down. No, no, we're not going down. We have a few more shows this year. Um, but we're we're mainly focusing on uh, recording. Uh, we're going to be hitting the studio this week uh, to uh, break out our second offering. Very and, uh, good. We're pretty Very excited good. about it. Our, I think we th our so last three shows. I think uh, we're easily 
our best three shows we've ever played. Going to so. hit the new year running? What's the date on the CD? What's going on with that? Uh, if we don't have something out before January 1, we're asleep at the wheel. So, <laughs> Which is a great band, by the way. It is. All right. Well, we had a busy uh, weekend, for sure. Uh, Friday night, we went down to Jazz Bones, and uh, Dudley Taft was down there doing the blues master thing that he does. And, of course, it was a an event for Bob Rivers to bring Bob Rivers back onto the radio. And we saw him, Joe, and Spike, Double D. You were down there. Yeah, there was a lot of people. I think there was 100, 120 yeah, people yeah, there. Yeah, it was a good it was a, and, and as the night progressed, man, more came in. Dudley yeah, sounded we had to, good. we had to leave early so you could get to bed. You know, the, yeah, that's true. The funny thing is, though, uh, I remember when Bob Rivers, when the whole King 5 voting thing was going down, uh, a couple of times Bob Rivers went down the list on his program on air and when they got to me to who? us they were like who's this guy who's this so i actually cornered him in the bathroom <laughs> literally <laughs> in the literally, bathroom. yeah nice. literally in the bathroom it yeah. made me feel really uncomfortable and i uh, handed him my card and i said i'm that guy and he was really cool real nice he didn't want to do an interview uh friday night but he said he would like to come on the program and joe and spike very nice guys said they they would like to come on so we're going to work on that we're going to work on getting them apparently they're in some de- the works some deal they're looking at getting back on the radio so good for those guys and uh now the big shindig though for us was saturday night the sonic shakedown the sonic shakedown which was down at the new frontier and there were five great bands it was apache chief the uh, Koloffs, Dignitaries, I Love Myself, and the Plasterds. And it was a great group down there. I mean, what, there was something going on at the Dome. What was go, it was some kind of dancing thing. You know, I think I can dance or I so wish I could dance. So you think you can shuffle. Yeah. I'm a, Sachet. A, look at me. I'm an attention whore and I'm wearing a dress. <laughs> <you know? laughs> but it actually worked in the favor because a lot of people came out of that and walked down and, and came in and dropped five bucks and it all went to the American Diabetes Association. So I want to thank especially the dignitaries for inviting me down there to host that event. I had a blast and it was a great event. We had a good time. Squeeze was there. He was there the entire, pretty much the entire night. Double D came later, and what'd you guys, what'd you think of it, Double D? I thought it was great. I took me uh, twenty minutes to realize that you guys were sitting right in front of me. I was sitting all by myself. A total Double D moment. This is what a clean lifestyle does to you. you I know you, you, he's he's the so, most sober one there. I and had he a comes drink in of water. And, he, and he sits <laughs> behind us. And for like four songs, he's sitting there staring at the back of our heads looking for us. I wonder where those guys are. I know. And then all of a sudden he's I like, hey, guys. walk out the back door and see if you were hanging out back. Hey, I wonder who this uh, real big bald-headed guy in front of me is. You know, uh, he had a hat on. That guy is. He had a hat on, so I could, didn't recognize oh, him. See? Now, the one place I didn't get to go this week that I wanted to head down to is the brand new Tacoma Comedy Club. And that place is taking off like you wouldn't believe. They Just last Wednesday, they just had their first uh, open mic night. And I understand it went really well. They Last weekend... Uh, a couple of weekends ago was the soft opening and the grand opening sold them out. Things are hopping down there, yes. and I know that this weekend Sharon Lacey is going to be in town, November twelfth and the thirteenth. I believe they do a Friday night show, and then they do two shows on Saturday. And uh, log onto their website; it's real easy. It's TacomaComedyClub.com. They do a great job. It's a wonderful venue, and I encourage everybody to get down there. I'm going to try to make it down there this weekend, obviously. Now, 
We just we had a band in here earlier, and we had a conversation with a brand new band here in Tacoma. The name of the band is Solar, and they're really good guys. I think you're going to hear a lot about them. They are uh, sharp as tacks, have a great sound, really nice guys. This is how that went. All right, everybody, wanted to hip you to a brand new band here in the South Sound. Some Tacoma boys, and you're going to be hearing a lot about this band as soon as they um, get out there and start playing some gigs. Solar, they had a Tuesday coming out party at Hell's Kitchen not too long ago, and it was one of the biggest nights Hell's Kitchen's ever had. We've got Brandon and Ryan here. How are you guys doing? Good. How are you doing, man? Awesome. Good. Thanks for coming in. Solar, a uh, a relatively new band to the South Sound. We're all, we always like that because we like to up the ante here in the South Sound. We like good, good talent, and you guys definitely have it. Tell us a little bit about the history of the band Solar. Uh, well, we actually initially started uh, back in 98 uh, uh, for a couple years and uh, had our singer kind of uh, bow out a little bit. Uh, but he he left us he left us a five dollar bill which was pretty awesome, <laughs> and that's not a joke in actually. the mailbox. It's not a joke at all. Um, uh, anyway, so Ooh, we uh, thanks for everything. Yeah, yes, thank you exactly. Everything. It was a dollar for he, every uh, moment. <laughs> he he dealt out doubt out, and so we um, my parents at the time had moved to Japan, so I moved away, uh, and the band kind of uh, took a uh, like ten year hiatus, I guess. Wow. Um, and so this now we're is, back. This is like a reunion. Kind of, yeah. Because uh, you know, Brandon and I are our original members of the the first version of this band, um, and uh, but we just got got kicked off like this year, probably in August or so, and got back together. And uh, we always knew we wanted to play together eventually. Um, I left for a while and played in a band called Spoken on Tooth and Eye Records, and Brandon played in a local band here called Separation. Yeah, in town, ways. and uh, both of us uh, went our ways and learned a bunch of stuff and learned what not to do and uh, how to actually make money and pay bills. And now we're trying it for real now. Yeah. Um, so are you guys are you guys back back or? <clears throat> oh yeah. Because it back. sounds like there's you were there, then you were gone, and then you kind of you're now you're back together. Oh, are yeah. we going to see you guys around? Oh yeah, yeah. for sure. Yeah, I yeah. think we are. All right, I think people are interested in hearing a little bit of solar. So let's get right into it. This is a song titled Stronger. Our guest today, Solar. name of the song is stronger our guest today is solar a brand new uh well returning band to the south sound and the tacoma scene now uh what what are your what's your take as you're jumping back into 
the music scene here in the South Sound. Uh, you guys played before, and now you're coming back. Uh, how's the reception? What, what what are you what are you seeing on the landscape? And do you see challenges ahead, or do you uh, feel like you have a pretty good uh, you know handle on what's going on? Uh, well, as far as the uh, music scene locally. Uh, it's quite a bit different than when when I left. Anyway, oh, yeah, for sure. Uh, you know, the rock scene is kind of completely. You know, I mean, not necessarily it was ever in Tacoma, but it's definitely completely migrated to Seattle. Um, and our kind of take on things is really kind of uh, screw Seattle. Like, let's get some good rock shows in Tacoma again. Yeah, that's Thank kind you. of our thing. That's exactly. Uh, what we're trying. So, so we've really tried to. We're trying to like rally some good rock bands in Tacoma. I mean, not that we'll never play Seattle. Sorry, Seattle, but uh, <laughs> um, but we kind of we want some good shows around here. You know, um, there's there's a lot of metal bands uh, around locally, um, not very many good ones. Um, but we you know we really want to uh, get some good solid rock shows around. Well, just here. shows in general for me too. I mean, yeah. I feel like every time I go to a show, it's like Steve and Sarah who showed up tonight. And they have a guitar, and so that's kind of whenever we talk about someone putting a, sh- when we were talking about putting a show on Tacoma, people literally laughed. They they thought it was hilarious. They're like, "You're gonna actually play in Tacoma?" We're like, "Yeah, this is home for us. Like, of course, we want to play here." And well, like, the Tacoma landscape uh, has changed quite a bit. There, we have um, some great venues here, and I've I've lived lots of places: Portland, L.A., you know, uh, Austin, Houston, Seattle. And so forth. And, and we just had this conversation uh, the other week with the late September Dogs who were out of Seattle. And even the Seattle bands will tell you that Seattle is almost dead. Oh, yeah. And that the scene had really has moved to the outside of Seattle. So, like Everett, um, Tacoma, Olympia, Puyallup, and so forth. It's really weird how that shift has happened. Hmm. And I think you guys are jumping in at a really good time. Now, let's talk about I thought this was interesting. Uh, we had, we were talking a little bit earlier, and you guys are like merchandise machines already. Tell us about your merchandise store and what you've got stocked with already. Yeah, so you can go to uh, the solarsoundstore dot com, and we are we have t shirts up, uh, posters. You can get our EP that we just put out too as well. Uh, but you know, like I said, we came back and and we learned a lot from our other bands. And you've, you know, you've got to have merch. You got to remind people of who you are. Uh, and if you're a brand new band, um, that's really really important. Well, and the other thing um, is, it's a business. I mean, yeah, it's. I mean, it's fun to play music, and I absolutely love it. But it's business. And so, what product are we? I mean, it's great that we can write good songs if we can, and it's great that we can record them, but then it's like, great, now we forget about you tomorrow. So there's a constant thing, people wearing shirts, people buying things, constant uh, influx to the websites, and constantly just perpetuating that whole business model. Mm-hmm. It's fun, and I love doing it. I would, I'd rather do nothing else other than play music, but at the same time, it's, it's a business. business. Yeah. Well, uh, let's talk about some business right here. This is a new track that you guys have out. It is titled Alive, our guest today, Solar.
My name of the track is Alive. Our guest today, Solar. Their website is thesolarsound.com, and their store is thesolarsoundstore.com. Yeah, guys, you know, that really sounds like uh, you've got some impressive um, you know, production quality there. Um, where did you record, and what have you got, you know, percolating? Anything? <laughs> was this a three-song song, three three song EP there? Three-song EP. What have you got left? What, what do you got coming up for the future for us? Full length. I mean, right now, we, I think we have eight songs, seven, eight, seven, eight songs finished. Um, we record everything ourselves. So nice. In nice. Um, my formal education is, uh, I went to college for becoming an audio engineer. Um, so spent a lot of money uh, <laughs> on things I probably shouldn't have, but I do have them now. And so we really just wanted to kind of do it ourselves. I mean, we've done it for so long with other bands that we put all that information and all that knowledge and dump it into us. And, um, right now we've just finished writing another song. Uh, we're going to probably start recording probably, I mean, I would like to have everything done by February. Uh, now I don't know if we're going to actually get that done. It took us a long time to get just those three songs done, honestly. But so you guys have, have like a studio at your house mm -hmm. or studio at my house. Um, I do a lot of projects for not full band projects. I do a lot of overdub projects for bands that drop ten ten grand on a project and the guitars sound like crap. And they're like, right. holy crap, what did we do? Like, s send me stuff. Um, so I'm really set up. I was set up just for a vocalist or a guitar or. And then we're like, okay, what about drums? Because Ryan comes home and he's got, you know, all these things. So we're like, well, let's let's just do it ourselves. And so this was kind of like learning steps for us with such a small space. I mean, it's literally smaller than this room, probably. Now, you guys ha are coming out of the box. Uh, it does sound like you guys have learned a lot through your past experiences. And this is very polished sound. It sounds very radio-friendly to me. And I know, uh, Ryan, that you have been on a label are you guys are you interested in shopping yourselves to a label or are you content now because again landscapes change all the time in music business and uh, right now a lot of bands are forgoing the whole label thing and doing it all themselves online and through their shows I'm just curious from your perspective coming back in ha after having been on a label and so forth are you you guys gonna shop yourselves or are you guys content right now to just do it your own uh, we're, we'll for sure be shopping um you know we're just going to do it smarter i mean with spoken you know i was 18 and i just signed anything that said <laughs> i can play drums at age 18 for a living it was ridiculous so uh no we're going to do it a lot slower um this the, you know this round um smarter um you know and uh, really pay attention to things I, I know the whole you know doing it online is great and all 
Uh, but to really get to the level that we want to be on, you, you need you need fun, some financial backing, mm-hmm. um, and so we're going to get that through you know management and a, and a label, and and so we've we've got some things we're looking at, um, tons of contacts, uh, you know that that's going to help us out, um, but. Um, it's one of the things we're just going to take it slow and but we, we we're for sure you'll see us on a label somewhere um you know with a full staff you know management and everything great well let's listen to another track off of their uh, brand new ep our guest today of course solar and this is titled bleed great stuff right there the title of that track is bleed our guest solar made up by brandon ryan david and garrett brandon ryan are in the studio with us today uh tell us about some places that we can come see you i know you guys (laughs) a little bit on a hiatus because we have a baby on the way (laughs) but there's going to be a time because i'm telling you people are going to want to come out and 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 catch this tell us where we can see you and what type of show do you guys put on tell us what we can expect when we come out to a solar show well, I can talk about what we expect. I'll let Brandon talk about uh, maybe some of the places we're going to play locally. Um, man, we, we uh, a lot of energy uh, live. Um, you know, uh, we're the type of band that we like to sound full. So you're going to you're going to hear um, as much as you hear on the CD live, too. So, um, you know, we run tracks live to fill that up. Um, it's not cheating. It's when the user or the uh, listener comes to uh, hear us. I mean, they want to hear the CD. So we really perfect ourselves on trying to sound exactly like that, uh, just with a lot more energy. Um, Got so, lights going. and Yeah, well, Brandon actually is a lighting director for a company uh, locally. So what uh, don't these guys do? I'm telling you, yeah. man. We got to catch this show. I'm t- I can see it in my mind's eye. That's what I'm, I'm, I'm hoping it's the same as what I'm, I'm envisioning. I, I, we hope too, actually. Yeah, because yes. I mean, the music is great, and yeah. it just reminds me a lot of some, uh, you know, like I could see you guys, you know, at like the more theater or something with you know the lasers coming up and the and and the, the nice glow lights and so forth. For sure. I mean, in, in my eyes, that I mean that's exactly what it looks like. I mean, I mean, I'm ha- I have friends right now that I'm. I'm, I'm coursing to build literally LED platforms that we can stand on, just we could take to shows. I mean, I was like, I want it to be sick from, you know, the small show to the biggest show. Yeah. So if we have to bring it all ourselves, we're bringing it. I mean, we just have to be able to actually 
do it, which we're slowly working on. But I mean, yeah, I mean, lighting, lighting rigs. I mean, our first show, I mean, we were talking with the Hell's Kitchen for so long about what can we bring in? What can we add? You know, what, what are your capa- uh, capabilities so that we can just know? So when we walked in there, I mean, we had our own sound guy. We had a guy doing lights for us. We didn't bring any lights, but, you know, we just mm-hmm. we took apart that place trying our best to make it as awesome, not just for us, but again, the whole scene for the other bands that were playing too. We really want to make sure that bands help bands out. You know, so we have a lot of friends in big bands that are like just begging us to like get to the point where we can actually keep up with them. <laughs> and the same thing for us too. I mean, we want, you know, for these these first couple of shows, I mean, we want to put good shows on, not just for us, so but for everybody. Where uh, where can people come and see this killer show? I guarantee you we're going to be at El Corazon eventually. I mean, pretty quickly i guarantee it even though ryan said seattle sucks but you guys gonna do more at like hell's kitchen yeah you sure. looked into like uh jazz bones or new frontier or any of these the stone wall stone gate stone gate okay we started we started that converse starting that conversation great um for sure hell's kitchen i mean we have a great re- relationship with them now so mm-hmm. yeah for sure we'll be down there and we're also trying to we're trying to find a venue right now that we could actually Host uh, an all ages show. One that's yeah, one of the problems. Tacoma. Yeah. Good yeah. luck. I know. We want all ages. Uh, that's one thing that we're struggling with that right is now. That's tough. But, we're but, trying. So we we may we may just say screw it, uh, screw all the venues and and do it ourselves. Get sound and lighting and get a rent a get a building, building or something and yeah. do it. Uh, we want all ages. I think it's ridiculous that a twenty year old can't come see us play. Um, so <laughs> which actually was our guitar player last. Uh, yeah, our guitar player is not twenty one, so he had to well, sit. <laughs> Until right before, <laughs> all ages in Tacoma is like uh, the legend of El Dorado. Yeah, you know, it <laughs> yeah. just really didn't exist. The gold's not if there. If you find it, yeah. Yeah. the fountain of youth is flowing in the back. When if we can't find it, we re- literally are going to create it because yeah. Now isn't uh, isn't the uh, in Puyallup that the theater that they have there isn't that that can be an all ages venue, can't it? The Liberty, the Liberty. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean that might be, uh, and that's a pretty pretty cool place if you ha- have a guy running your own sound yeah <laughs> so yeah. and but, money yeah money. and some money yeah they got money. yeah they, they like money out there but uh, well that's great because uh, and i hope you'll keep us informed uh, as to when you guys uh get back you know once the baby is here and maybe we'll be here in oh four we will weeks so and let us know because we'll put it on our calendar and we'll make sure people know where great. to go because sure. awesome. uh, I want to see it. I know that for sure. And I, I think a lot of people in Tacoma are going to get excited about this. It's always fun to have a new band. It's always fun to have a new group to root for and to go watch and see what's going on. And uh, we do have a lot of great bands right now in Tacoma. And welcome to the fold, guys. Thank you. Thank and, you. And uh, Solar is the name of the band. Brandon, Ryan, thank you guys so much for coming in. And we are going to keep our eyes on you. Thanks. Thanks a lot. Thank you very much. All right. What'd you think, man? What'd you think of Solar? I was really impressed. Uh, the... Not only the the production quality that they had, uh, but their just whole game plan. Um, I thought it was interesting that they a lot of bands get out there and then do all the merchandising and stuff. Yeah. They've stockpiled their warehouse and then they're going to go out there and they're going and they're all set to go. Yeah, they have, they have to make it now. They got to get rid of that swag. <laughs> I know. So everybody go to their go to their website. The what was it? The Solar store.com and buy their stuff and then come out wearing your solar stuff and support these guys because they were they were really nice and thank you for coming in we enjoyed that uh also you know one of our best friends around here he's a really talented guy he's the editor out there at the weekly volcano matt driscoll is uh doing a really cool sports thing in column in the volcano 
and it's got a great title. We'll tell you about it in the interview. Uh, it's time for our monthly sports visit with the man himself. The season, the outcome of a Super Bowl berth hangs in the balance. Only a miracle can save the Bears. It's Stanford. Gretzky is standing over in the slot. Timeout, Utah. 5.2 seconds left. There have been great sports supporters down through history. Unfortunately, we don't have any of them. But here's our very own Matt Driscoll from the Weekly Volcano with this week's sports. I don't believe what I just saw. I don't believe what I just saw. All right, uh, Matt Driscoll in the studios with us. It's time to talk sports. That means it's the first week of the month that we are doing our little podcast here. Matt, welcome in. Thank you. I, I'm glad to be here. I, I can't get enough of that intro. <laughs> no, I can't either. Literally, we, we play that in my, my bedroom, at my <laughs> wife and I in my house, just every night when I come to bed. It's just we dim the lights and, you know, about five minutes of... Let's get it started. Yeah. Actually, actually, you know, you say sports reporter on there, there and that kind of does a disservice to the people who uh, who actually report things because I think all I do is tell jokes. I don't jokes. think so, man, because I, I, I was reading the, uh, the, the most recent Weekly Volcano yeah. and you had a great uh, sports column in there. It was like four stories i believe yeah but every i let other people do the work and i just come in and i just tell jokes that I mean, it's therefore not, you're a sports reporter all right fair enough fair <laughs> enough I'll, I'll take it uh yeah matt driscoll the editor of tacoma zone weekly volcano joins us uh each and every month and we're going to talk sports and matt what's the topic tonight brother oh man i mean that's a it's a it's a it's a heavy uh heavy decision to make but something i've been thinking a lot about lately is just uh fantasy football and whether it ruins lives Ruins, ru- <laughs> ruins Sundays at least because I know it's it's just ru- ruined a few of my Sundays lit recently and it's just a, it's just a brutal brutal game when it all goes wrong. It you know? is, man. I mean, football used to be fun to watch. Yeah. If they ever do, and uh, maybe they have it, but college fantasy football, I would never sign up. No, I'm but, sure. I'm sure there are just some hardcore fans out there who do play fantasy football, f- college football, but that's just that's ludicrous. There's it, too, too many players. It's but. way too. And then how do you divide it up and yeah. so forth? But still, uh, you're talking about whether it ruins it or not i mean we i now watch football on sunday through a completely different lens yeah i view it through i'm in two fantasy leagues and one is a pay league and one is not and of course i'm paying you know much more attention to the one that's the pay league and i'm doing way better in the one that's not naturally the pay league naturally yeah so <laughs> and that's that's the sucky part but yeah i'm watching football and i'm watching you know like i have my teams that i enjoy but Sometimes I find myself rooting against them because uh, the guy that I'm up against in fantasy, the quarterback of my favorite team, is having a great day. Right. And I'm like, no, no. Well, I mean, let's be honest. Like any gambling, uh, fantasy football has the ability to make a game that would otherwise be boring uh, a little bit more interesting. And I think we all appreciate it for that. But uh, 
you know, I mean, especially with the, they've got like the NFL Red Zone channel now. It's like it, people don't even really watch full games anymore. It's like they're you know your your team allegiance is secondary almost to your fantasy football allegiance. Sometimes at least you know it, it yeah, seems and like you're, you're watching uh, the Red Zone yeah. or even on ESPN, and they'll cut away in the middle of like legitimate stories yeah. and talk about this week's fantasy picks or you know best bets or who you need to start and not start right it is amazing how things have changed in even the way football is presented to america or the world oh absolutely i mean you know i think that all the stat lines and the, and the tickers and stuff i mean i think you can all trace that back to, to fantasy sports in general i don't want to get it i don't want to be wrong here you know come off wrong i love fantasy football it has just ruined a couple of my sundays lately (laughs) it's like i wake up in a good mood and you know all of a sudden by halfway through those 10 o'clock games and things aren't going right and uh, you know the quarterback's already out and who cares about the noon games you know it's just like my you know my Sunday's ruined. I'm all of a sudden I'm, a, I'm being a dick to the kid, and you know the, the and it's just like it's not right, man. I trying to explain. Daddy's upset. What do I care if the second, you know, the second wide receiver for Cincinnati had eight catches, or, but all of a sudden I care. All of a you, sudden, and I, you a lot of times can't even name that person because yeah. oh. it's usually some guy on the other, uh, whoever your opponent is, yeah. some guy you've never heard of that they just picked up the week before has some monster game, yeah. and has like forty points, and you're going seriously. Yeah. yeah, I got one point from the San Francisco defense and Joe Schmo from Cincinnati just rushed for 300 yards and five touchdowns. Yeah, yeah. for real. Speaking of that, uh, who's killing you? I mean, you guys play fantasy football. Who? who uh, I mean, because I, I have Ryan Matthews from San Diego and that guy uh, just almost single-handedly ruining my, my year just all by himself. And I had Steve Slayton last year who just basically did the same thing. These running backs who, you know, all this hype in the preseason that they're, you know, they're going to be they're going to be your franchise. You take them there in the first round, and then it just oh, it just doesn't pan out. And it, you keep and you, you took them too high to bench, yes. so they just nobody wants them. They just sit there. You're like, well, this is going to be the week. This maybe well, maybe this is the week. But one it, of the guys that's killed. I've got a couple, and I know Gemmer, you got a few. Uh, All of them. <laughs> but I picked up. Well, I put a lot of stock because I followed him through the off season and probably had some emotional attachments because he went to UT. But I put a, some stock into Vince Young. Yeah. He was going to have. He, he seemed to be coming out of his funk. He was uh, doing, and they're winning. Tennessee's winning, yeah. but his stats suck. Yeah, you don't get any points in fantasy for winning. No, no, no you don't. And then uh, the other guy that's uh, really doing bad for me, I, I mean, I think is Santana Moss hasn't lived up to. Yeah, his. Uh, I had high expectations for him. I. You know, drafted him real high because I thought he'd be a stat machine. Haven't really had Gimmer. What do you got? Schaub has killed me. Schaub's been okay, hasn't he? Just, well, I he's guess your sta- he's your starter. Yeah, yeah, I guess he's been kind of middle there. He's had a couple really bad games, in and there I had too. Hasselbeck, and then oh. did, be, before he did, you pick up Whitehurst. What, yeah, what no. what's Whitehurst's fantasy numbers for today? Not to bring, I see I'm in a I'm in a rare good mood because the Broncos didn't play. We have a bye, so <laughs> you know I'm I'm all right this week. He threw a touchdown and I think 116 oh, brutal yards. Brutal pass. Cliff Horse, Jesus. We have a pick or two. That was a tough. What did you yes. think? What do you guys think about? I mean, where are you wow. stand, Where do you stand on the Hasselback? Not to lead us down a, down a road, but I know this is Seahawk. This is a big question. I I dumped him from my fantasy league when he was still. You know, yeah. injury free and starting whatnot, just on ethical reasons. Because yeah. there's not a, uh, in my opinion, there's not a, an experienced quarterback in the league that makes that many 
randomly stellar horrible mistakes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I have been off the uh, the Hasselback bandwagon as far as being a Seahawk and the leader of the team for a few years, and I know I've gotten crap uh, from my Seahawk lovers, but see, I don't have an emotional attachment to the yeah. Seahawks, and I know everybody, he's a nice guy, and everybody likes him, and he's well-spoken, and he's kind of clean-cut, beaver-cleaver type guy, but as far as like just you know a quarterback that's doing the thing, I haven't been a, a Hasselback believer for a while. In fact, it probably started that playoff game against Green Bay. Oh. We're gonna, we're <laughs> gonna, we're gonna take the ball and we're gonna score. Yeah. And the first thing he does is throws an interception that goes the other way. I'm like, he's that. That'll be in his head for the rest of his life. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but he's had a, he's had some good times. I, I, you know, the he's had some good times since then. Didn't they go to the Super Bowl after that? I mean, yeah, but no, he does. He looks shell shocked now. Yeah, he, he just, does. He I, mean, just, I mean, I think, I think that was the beginning of yeah. the, you know. Like the rough road, and he's beat up. I mean, this guy's got no offensive line. He's just taking a beating the yeah. last couple of years. He's afraid. He's. Afraid I mean, it's literally like quarterback. What is it? PTSD. Yeah, it is. It you is. That's what it looks like. It. He you probably can see needs it. counseling because, and this happens to a lot of quarterbacks that I notice when they get into that sort of uh, tentative zone. Um, rather than making quick decisions where they go back and it's either pass, nothing open, run. Yeah, he hesitates. And that's the killer. You cannot hesitate. And Locker had that problem, see, early on oh, as, Locker. God, as a we're quarterback. Gonna go there. Oh, yeah, we're going to go oh. there. <laughs> hey, if the Hawks keep it up, man, yeah. we might have Locker sitting the, there at, in you the know, fourth this. round now. Would you take him? <laughs> well, I, I like Jake Locker. Uh, but, you know, I'm not a Seahawks fan, and I'm not a hardcore Husky fan, so I don't have the attachment to it that everybody else has. Right. I mean, for me, from an outside perspective, i got to say Jake Locker looks horribly overhyped right now. I don't know what Jake Locker is. I mean, you know. he This year as opposed to last year or yeah. just all together? Well, I mean, last year I think it was very impressive what he That's did what under, the, under the new coaching staff. And But I think people expected that same sort of growth this year, and it just mm -hmm. hasn't happened. My wife and I, she's actually a student at UW, and we've got some uh, season tickets, so we've seen, a, we've seen it in person a few times wow. and it just hasn't uh i've been i've been uh underwhelmed so far this year but he obviously he has all the he has all the tools and i i don't think i mean he's obviously a stand-up guy coming back to washington for for the senior year when he could have left been a number one pick i mean yeah. you know obviously he's 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 a guy you want to root for but just skill wise i mean i don't know i don't know what what is is was jake locker going to be the next great thing or is he going to be eric crouch I, I, I don't think you can tell right i now. think he's gonna i really do personally think that he's going to be successful in the NFL. Yeah. I think uh, I think the reason that they're kind of tiptoeing with him right now is because he they know he's going to the NFL. Yeah. And you don't want to hurt any kind of draft chances. And they say they don't pay attention to that in college, but I know they do. And because, you know, the, he's out right now and it's like all this indefinite stuff, but he seemed pretty chipper on the sidelines. And I bet two well, years ago. On, yeah, let's be honest. They were playing Oregon. They were going to get yeah, shellacked they, yeah. either way. Come on. But they, I, have to, I will give ups to the Huskies. I tuned in uh, somewhere around in the second quarter. They, they were actually it, hanging. They kept it competitive for a while. I, w I yeah. was surprised. I in thought Oregon. it was going to be like 70 nothing, And, you know, what did it end <laughs> so up? Only like 58-14. You almost was, so. called it, too. Because yeah. <laughs> what was your prediction? Like 70-13? Something like that, yeah. Yeah, I was like, wow. 12, 12 more points. And Look I at Driscoll. <laughs> Oh, yeah, Price could have looked a lot worse. Yeah, you know? he he, he yeah. for for a 
not he was he's not highly touted like Locker and you no. know just same thing a redshirt freshman comes in talk about a tough number situation. one team in yeah. the nation yeah. you know here you in go their, on their home turf good luck kid. yeah who who do you think had it worse I, I I don't know uh, yeah I don't know if we're getting horribly off topic now but who do you think had it worse Whitehurst and his going up against the Giants or uh, or Price going up against uh, Whitehurst. The well, yeah. In Oregon, though, I mean, Whitehurst had a tougher day. Price, yeah, Price scary moment started for, him. for the Seahawks yeah. today. Price, that's it. Yeah, yeah. then we should have reversed it. No, yeah. yeah, Price. I think it's a scarier. He's probably more nervous. <laughs> yeah, I think Whitehurst had a bigger. Yeah. At least he was at home, I guess. So you kind of had some, you know, people. But I mean, the halftime score. Oh, the, it got out of hand so quick. <laughs> it was. Just, yeah. It was. It was brutal. I mean, uh, but I will say, you know. For a you know redshirt freshman going into Oregon as your first starting gig, yeah, that's got to be rough. wicked. That is rough. I'm surprised they didn't throw Montana in just towards the end. Just He's to redshirting. See. Uh, oh, is they he haven't they haven't they haven't burnt his redshirt. They're yet. not going to yeah. pull. Yeah, yeah, so they're not going to pull him out for that yeah. debacle. But watch, uh, he's going to start next year. Watch. He might. You yeah. never know. Man. Yeah. Yeah. You never know. I mean, if he's got the jeans that his dad has, uh, which would be Levi's, then uh, he'll be, he'll be, he'll be <laughs> not okay. not Wranglers. <laughs> yeah. like, like some no, quarterbacks. Man. Yeah. Those make you take weird pictures. <laughs> we, and have, we've send been them going, off. Yeah, we've been going for like fifteen minutes. We haven't even made a Brett Favre joke yet. Uh, we just made one okay. right there. All right. Uh, so uh, also, I know. Let's go back to fantasy. Uh, the fantasy football thing. How many leagues are you in? Two. I'm in two. Yeah, what is it about us guys where we started off with one? Back in the day when yeah. it was rotisserie leagues, yeah. and you could only do one because you only had time for one. But now that the this thing called the internet that's sort of caught on has uh, changed the game, so to speak, you can be in like five, six leagues. And what is it about us guys where we will actually do that? Yeah, it's a it's a recipe for disaster. I keep it two really is is my max. I mean, I'm in one with some buddies that I that I basically grew up with, and that was the first league I was ever in. And I kind of jumped on the fantasy thing late. I mean, we, we just started that three or four years ago. But then I'm in this league. I got invited in at work with a couple of the guys that that that, that work with us there at the at the volcano. And these guys have literally been like Walter Payton was on these guys' teams. They, they they've been you know back in the Sweetness. day when they were yeah calling in their lineups yes, to, the, uh, to the friend. I mean, and these guys take it seriously. It's like a hundred bucks to get in and two dollars every roster transaction. Wow. And, I mean, these guys are literally. It, it feels and I'm not doing very well in that league. <laughs> by, by the way, it's it's tough to go to work on Mondays. I'm sure I'm gonna I'm sure I'm gonna. Do get you ever it. find yourself on Saturday? You know, you trip through the week and you kind of think about it. And you, know, oh, I'll make this change, that change, and then like Saturday, all of a sudden, it just hits you, and you're panicked. Yeah. Oh crap! I got to make my lineup changes. Oh, yeah. That's the beauty. That of is fantasy a that football. is one of the worst feelings. How ever. did we live before that? How did how did we enjoy football when it was just the sport well? You had to root football. for a team. Yeah. Hunter yeah. hunter gatherers, basically. You know. Yeah. Basically. Scrabbling around in the dirt. Now, uh, speaking of fantasy, though, what do you guys think about all these? Uh, like, I'm going to call them oddball or offshoot. Fantasy leagues that have started. You can be in a golf fantasy league. Yeah. You can be in a hockey fantasy. Well, yeah, league. you guys are in the hockey league. We're right? in the I didn't one. even know that existed. Yes. Yeah. yeah, we're Gimmer and I. Are Do in you a, get points for fights or no? no. They should. Oh, it's like it's. I. You know what? To be honest, I don't even understand all the categories. There's like a plus minus <laughs> category that I don't know about. There's a time on ice. Then the ones that I pay attention mostly to goals and assists because yeah. they they get you points. I used to I used to be a sports writer and actually covered covered college hockey, and 
I can't make any sense of this fan, hockey fantasy stuff. Yeah. I'm not, literally, I haven't shows. logged on in weeks. It shows. That's I'm like, all I'm done. <laughs> I think, you actually, you know, for not logging in for weeks, you're not, you're not in last, so you're, you're hanging in there. Yeah. But uh, uh, there is one guy that's in first place. Yeah, I That know. would be me. Yeah. <laughs> oh. But, uh, yeah, so fantasy is a whole weird uh, – we, I mean, I know for a fact that at the Emerald Queen, right before football season, John Clayton, yeah. the John Clayton, yeah. has a fantasy football, like, uh, camp, draft yeah. camp yeah. or something. Oh, yeah, it's serious. People go there, and he goes down the list of every single guy, yeah. gives their entire stats. Yeah. It would bore me to tears yeah no people take it seriously they really i mean it used to be maybe you had the magazine and stuff that you you got the fantasy football magazine picked it up at 7-eleven but now it's just in you know just kjr talks about yeah, it just pounds and pounds of research to and you know so is it a good thing what's the conclusion is it a good thing fantasy for football us? good thing let's take a vote good, good thing, thing or, or bad has thing? it made your life better no <laughs> I would say no. no. So we got two no's, and then do do I count for double or how? Does sure, my yeah, because you, okay. you're really you're the most important one here. All right, that's God. That's a lot of weights. Fantasy football. That's a hell of a question. It is. Has, Has it, it made, it made it my better. Life made your life better, better or more stressful? How many Sunday? Well, evening no, you meals can't. It's definitely it more stressful. It's yeah. definitely more stressful. See, that's how I weigh it. If it's more uh, stressful, it's not better. Fantasy football is fun. But I don't think it's made my life better. Okay, will you do it again next year? Oh, hell yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely, I'm doing it. Yeah, next year is my year. We are gluttons for punishment. Absolutely. All right, well, our guest today, as he's going to be here every let month. Me, let, me, let me mention that we got Cup Check in the Weekly Volcano. It's the sports column. That, that's the whole point of this. That's why you just endured 12 and a half minutes of that's uh, what I was le- leading barroom to. sports talk. Tell us, so, tell, the Cup Check is in the Weekly Volcano, and Matt Driscoll writes it. it is, it's a great piece. It's very funny. It's very entertaining. It's not your typical uh, take on sports, and I highly suggest you pick up or go to the website weekly. Ah, uh, pick up the paper. Go to pick, the, up, the go paper pick up the paper and you know check out the ads and yeah. go to those people's businesses. Well, you know, or at least line your uh, birdcage with it, but just pick up the paper. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I'm moving, so all my toilet paper. There you go. Packed, there so you, I've you, been using it. Absolutely, pick it up on the street. That just helps our numbers. Thank well, you. Any Fish paper? that needs wrapping. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Yep. You guys should just distribute it down to Pike's Place, man. Daily That's fish it. wrap. <laughs> the, you, the weekly you could, fish Your numbers wrap. would be huge. Yeah. All right. Matt Driscoll, as always, thanks, thank guys. you so much for coming Absolutely. in. Absolutely. All right. Thanks, Matt, for coming in. Always a pleasure. We, we really appreciate it. Love chatting with you. Yeah, uh, but I got all confused. <laughs> I know. I couldn't understand a word you guys said. <laughs> I, didn't, I, I didn't get it. I, How many fantasy leagues are you in? I'm always in some kind of a fantasy. <laughs> He's in a fantasy zone. <laughs> you know, I thought Driscoll was actually a lot shorter than he actually is. He's, Driscoll's you know, a tall guy. I know. I, if, I was out, if I was pick, you know, doing a pickup hoop game, he would be number one. I don't know how he plays, but just based on size, yeah, Driscoll I'd, would be my guy. I'd go with Brian Keel from Salvage uh, Company. Yeah, I heard he's a major stud too. But um, anyway, the whole <laughs> fantasy football thing, it's true, man. It, it, it's a blessing and a curse. We all love it. We all hate it, but we all do it. So. I don't know about all. <laughs> all real men. <laughs> so okay. anyway, that's the end of our first segment. And let's go out with uh, some of our brother, Justin Gimsey's fan. This is Stuck Here Once Again, Big Wheel Stunt Show. We'll see you part two.